We are here in the church, and uh, we're enjoying a little bit of fellowship uh, here before the service, and appreciate each one of these uh, young men and their, uh, the opportunities they have to serve the Lord here. Appreciate Brother Mark Skrzynski on our soundboard and uh, working with our, our uh, live stream and making it available on other, uh, other areas, just not on Facebook. So I appreciate these. And then Mr. Skrzynski and Mrs. Rule just uh, working with the school. We had school families stop by here from kindergarten up through uh, uh, the second grade. Or th and then the third grade and up came another day. And appreciate all of our teachers, Mrs. Brandt in the preschool, all the preschool teachers, and uh, just working together. You see, we're here at the church, and as Mike mentioned, you're not here. But, uh, and then daily, um, a friend of ours came by, and uh, Brother Gibbs from over in Moreno Valley, and, and he, we were here um, Thursday or Friday afternoon, and he just said, there's nobody here. Usually this place is hustling and bustling with people, dropping kids off, picking people up. We were here at the pickup time. And, uh, and so you're not here, they're not here, but they're at home working. And they will be back. We're making plans for school next year. We're making plans in the church. We painted the auditorium. We, we, we've done the furniture of the Graves family. So we know this. You're going to be back in church. Uh, and we don't know when, but we know we will. And God, God knows just when we'll be back. God knows everything about you. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for this church. This church was planted almost 60 years ago here in our community. And God has a remnant of people. You're at home, you're in your living rooms, kitchen, wherever you're watching this in the office, at your house, on your computer. But God has a plan for you. And God is going to take care of you. And the neat thing is God is going to do great works through this. He's going to do greater works through this. And so we do pray for... Uh, our leadership, our president, all our governor, uh, all the governors in this land, and the and all the host of people that are serving as nurses, doctors, and nurses in the hospitals, and uh, we do pray as LJ did for them, and uh, we're all praying together. But make no mistake about it, church, uh, we're going to be back, and God has a plan. So what do we do at this time? Um, our our faith is challenged uh, every day, and there's things changing in the world. Every day, it seems, it seems like that. With the school, first we were going to be out three for uh, for th three weeks. Now it's to the end of uh, April, and it may be till the end of school, to the end of the year in May. And so many things are unsettled, but the word of God is settled. Nothing has changed for us. When we die, we're going to heaven. That's where we're going to spend eternity together. And so. The world is, you know, people are shook up. People, the people that are, that are really shook up are people that don't know where they're going when they die. And they're fearing death. And death is a fearful thing for this world. And it's a, uh, it's a difficult thing. And people are looking at it. But this is our opportunity as a church. Because I know where I'm going. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And, uh, and sometimes, all of you know, sometimes it's just easier to just to go and be with Jesus. But we have a mission, 
we, God has a plan for us. And so this morning, my message to the church um, is, is simply this, what Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. It's okay. Though the world is troubled, though things around me are troubled, my heart doesn't have to be troubled. Because again, I have the word of God. I know what happens. I know that God has a plan. And I know we may be seeing the, you know, the, uh, just the uh, preliminaries to the rapture of the church, a worldwide pandemic here that's going on, and people all over the world are in quarantine. Who would have thought it? But the Bible says one day, the rapture of the church, all the believers from all over the world are going to ascend into heaven. And what are they going to say? What's going to happen? We don't know, but we know this. The whole world's communicating now. We know what's going on in the whole world uh, in different places. And so uh, these are difficult days, but for the Bible student and the Christian, they're exciting days. Because we know there's something big happening. There's, and God is going to do a big work. Our God is a big God. Do you know that you have open doors right now to your neighbors and to people down at work and to people at the grocery store? And uh, I'm telling you, this is a soul winner's, this is a soul winner's delight. People that love to tell people about Jesus, man, I think about Giovanni. Giovanni is one of our men in our church. He loves to go soul winning. He tells everybody about Jesus. You know what? He's got a pool of fish that are hungry. Sometimes you go fishing. We used to go fishing up on that lake up towards Idlewild. And they would put, the, they would put fish into that lake. And people would come about two or three weekends. They'd fish everything out. There'd be no fish. We'd just go up there and cast the line. You know, I take my kids up there. We knew we weren't going to catch any fish because the fish weren't there. And there's certain times and certain types of bait that you have to use to catch fish. And uh, sometimes they're not hungry. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, people are hungry. People are searching. And so we are the church. And so uh, you have an opportunity to tell your neighbor about Jesus Christ, to share the gospel with people um, that you come in contact with. And, uh, uh, and I'm just thankful for that. I'm thankful for the cards Brother Mike ha- uh, gave us to help us with our neighbors. Get an open door to the neighbor. You see, we don't live like the person that's lost if, in our neighborhood. Our hearts are not troubled because we do believe in God and we believe in Jesus. Now, Jesus is preparing his disciples. He's telling them to get prepared. In chapter 13, when he's talking about them being troubled, he just told them in chapter 13 that he was going to die. Matter of fact, he told them in chapter 13 that somebody was going to betray him. One of the 12 will betray him. And so they're already kind of in a troubled state. Things are unsettled. Jesus told him he's going to die and be resurrected. But they didn't quite, they didn't get it. They didn't understand it. But you know what? We have something on these men. We know. 
We know what Jesus has already said. We know the Bible. We know that he was crucified, he was buried, he's resurrected. We've been to Israel twice. I'm going back again uh, uh, in December of 2021. You say, why are you going back, Pastor? Because I love it there. I love it. I love my Savior. And uh, when you go and you walk on the streets where Jesus walked, when you go out onto the Sea of Galilee and you look over to the left where he gave the Beatitudes and you look across the way where he cast the demons out of the maniac of Gadara and you look back and you see where he fed the 5,000 and place where, in the place where he fed his disciples that morning when they all had left him, but he came to them. And may I, may I interject this right now? Let me tell you something. All of us, in times of great stress and difficulties, all of us in times when things happen and we don't quite understand it, we have times where we, do, we, we just question God. There have been things in my life that uh, over the past couple years, God, I question God. Why? Why this? Why does this happen? And, uh, and I talked to God about it. And by the way, God, God, doesn't, God is not angry with you when you do that. When you question God. Now, God doesn't want us going to somebody else and questioning Him and complaining. But we can go to Him. He's our Father. If there's anybody we can talk to, we can talk to Him. But you know what's neat? He's always there. Lord, forgive me for that. Forgive me for my lack of faith in that, mo in that moment. You, everybody has moments where they, where they lack some faith, where they don't quite understand it, and then we just get back to it. We get back in the Word of God. That's why a steady, a steady time in God's Word will keep you strong. Again, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. As we go through this year, we're putting God first in everything. So you have time now at home and different, your schedules have changed. Put God first. Brother Mike's going through these steps of, as we think about 2020 vision. I want, you to, I want you to know the basic structure of the Bible so that, that that's your strength. That's your faith. It's this book. It's the Bible. And so I'm thankful we're putting out there, uh, Brother LJ's doing a, for, a, a chapel for the children at 9.30 every day. But you know what? All the kids can watch it for our school, but all the kids in our church can watch that. It's a great thing. Brother Mike's doing a chapel service every, every day at 10.30 for the high school kids. But you know what? What he's talking about, you adults, you could, you could get in on that. You could watch. Every day at 10.30 on Facebook, you can watch a Bible study taught right here. Every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Why is that? We're teaching you the Bible. This is where you'll gain your faith. This is where you'll get your encouragement. And I'm thankful for all the newscasters that we have and the news that we get. But let me tell you something. i got to keep my heart and mind stayed upon Jesus Christ and not upon the news. I know God's in control. And so... It all has to come back to God's word. Let not your heart be troubled. They'd already heard some bad news right from him. But he said, don't, don't worry about it. 
And I'm telling you, we're hearing bad news. We're hearing difficult news. Let me tell you something. We, we live in the greatest country in the world. People are saying, well, America has the most deaths right now. Well, we have a lot of people. We have the greatest medical help uh, teams in the world here. And think about it, the grocery store. You can go to the grocery stores now, and you know what? You can get things, pretty much everything you need, when the whole world is putting a rush on the grocery store. Every state, every state in, the, in America. There was the time last week and when this first started, all the shelves were empty. They're not empty anymore. You can get different things that you need. And, and it's just amazing to me. It's God's provision. God has blessed America. And God has blessed America. And He's going to take care of you. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. It's an amazing thing. You see, we have a sure hope. And that sure hope is in Jesus. That's our first point today. There's a sure hope, and that's in a heavenly home. Do you know that the value of the homes in heaven and the places in heaven hasn't, hasn't lost any value? People wonder if we're going to lose value in our homes here. Um, you know, right now, because of the uh, quarantine and because of this coronavirus, you know, and, and we've always had crime, but the crime's a little more. People are desperate or they just take advantage of the times. And so we have to worry. We, you know, we have alarms in our homes. And, uh, my daughter, Laura, told me that several cars were stolen over in Beaumont and different things, and just keep your cars locked. Do you know there's nothing that's been stolen in heaven? And so we're to lay up our treasures in heaven. Do you know there's, not, there's nobody, the important things in your life haven't lost any value? Your family. Your church, valuable. the value of our work, church, is in the, in the people. It's not in the, the things that we own. It's not in the money in the bank. It's in the people. The people around us, they all are valuable. They're all still valuable. And they haven't lost any value. And our, our, listen, our mission hasn't, hasn't slowed down at all. What we do, what we live for. This is my life. This is what I live for, is to reach people with the gospel. That's our great purpose. I'm thankful for the jobs that I had through the years when I was younger, and I'm thankful for all the great laymen that I've known in this world, in, 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 in my world, as I've lived for God. Some great people. I, listen, I'm so thankful to be a pastor of a local church such as this. There's great people in this church, great people of great faith, people that work hard and have jobs, and they come in and they serve God in the church, and they give and they tithe, and, they, and they're faithful people. Man, I, I'm the blessed one. I'm here to be a blessing. I'm here to shepherd the flock and be the under-shepherd of this church, but I've been the blessed one almost 40 years to be around some of the greatest Christians, followers of Jesus Christ. And that's what we get to be a part of in this family. And so as we think about uh, this sure hope, 
the sure hope is heaven. In my Father's house are many mansions. Now, that's not big mansions. You know, I've often said, you know, during the millennial reign of Christ, I'm going to live in a mansion over here in L.A. and take one of those mansions that's there, you know. And, and uh, listen, they're not, they're, they're, there's a place for you, though, in heaven. There's a place. And, man, it's a special place. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. God preparing a place for me. See, he's talking to his disciples, but he's also talking to us. A place. There's a place for us. He's preparing a place for us in heaven. And uh, where we're going to live forever and ever and ever. And... Uh, in the Revelation 21, verse 4, when we think about heaven, uh, and God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither, uh, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. You see, that's, what, that's the sure hope that we have. We're going to heaven. When we leave this earth, we go to heaven to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. As we say often here, I say that from the pulpit, I'm never going to die. I'll take my last breath here. I'll take my first breath in heaven. And I'm going to be with God forever. So I'm already, I'm already with him forever. He's already with me. March 12, 1972, I was born into the family of God. Born again as a 15-year-old teenager. I love the Lord. I live my life for Him. When I die, I'm going home to be with Him. And uh, that's what, one of the things I loved about going to Israel. That's, my, that's my home, the home of my Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, the Savior, God in the flesh. It's the Holy Land. It's, it's His land. And I love, I, I love the Holy Land. I love the time that I spent there. The two times that I've, I've gone and, and uh, just enjoyed it, enjoyed the fellowship with God's people, and then just enjoyed putting my feet down on the ground where Jesus put his feet on the ground. And so we're all on a divine mission. That was Jesus' place. That was his place, and we'll talk about that in just a few minutes here as we think about what he's called us to do. Revelation 20, listen, the former things are passed away. No more death, no more dying. Listen, no more, uh, uh, no more handicapped parking. By the way, that's why God is going to, at the end of the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ upon this earth, He's going to burn this whole earth up. He's going to make a brand new earth. On that brand new earth, there's not going to be any cemeteries. There's going to be no sign of death. There's going to be no sorrow. What a great thing. What a wonderful thing that God has planned in the future. But when we get to heaven, listen, there's a glorious thing. We all have people in heaven. You know, my wife Becky went home to be with the Lord a little over a year ago. She's in heaven today. Think about Woody. He's in heaven today. The most recent people dying in our church. They're in heaven forever. And uh, it's a... It's a it's sad because we're separated, but we're glad because one day we'll be reunited. All of our, all the believers who've died in Christ, 
are with Jesus Christ today. And we'll be there one day. Until that day, though, we have a job to do. we got to get people prepared. And so in order to get people prepared, we got to keep our hearts and minds stayed upon Jesus. And when we, the way you do that is upon the Word of God. Revelation 21 and verse 4. Revelation 21 and verse uh, 27. And there shall be in no wise enter in, into it anything that defileth. Neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Oh man, what a day. What a day. My name is in the Lamb's book of life. I have eternal life, never to die. God's marked it down. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. As we, uh, as we think about coming into His place, but as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. I love anticipation. While you all have been out, I've remodeled my office. And uh, you remember you took up a love offering for me at my, on my anniversary Sunday. And so I've been working on it, putting things in. New floor, fresh paint, some new, uh, new office chairs I was, able, I was able to purchase. Just nice furniture. It's a new place. I come into an office that's remodeled. It's, it looks very nice. It's comfortable. It's my place to study God's Word, to counsel with God's people, to pray with the men every Sunday morning. But listen, let me tell you something. And, and I, I love California. I love the mountains. I love the ocean. I love, the, I love the, the beauty of California. The trees, the palm trees. I love palm trees. But let me tell you something. Listen, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither entered in the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. God's preparing a place for us. And may I suggest to you this? Though I'm looking forward to seeing heaven, when I see God's creation, I don't just see the beauty of the mountain. I don't just see just the beauty of the sea. I see it through the eyes of a human being that knows who created it. It's my God. He's my Savior. And He made that for us, for us to enjoy it and uh, to, to dwell together. And I'm just thankful for my God who's created all things. And I look forward to, to being in heaven one day with Him forever and ever and ever. And so we think about eternity. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verses to, uh, ver beginning at verse 2, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth. Such an one was caught up into the third heaven. So he's seeing it. Um, and, I, and, I knew, uh, and I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. How that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words. And which it is not lawful for a man to utter. And he said, I've seen it. 
He couldn't describe it, the beauty of it. And uh, that's why it's, uh, he says in, in Philippians chapter 1, and verse 23, as Paul lived his life, as God blessed him, as he got revelation, as he pinned out, even from prison, the word of God through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he said this in Philippians 1.23, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart, which is far better, to be with Christ, or to be with Christ, which is far better. You see, it's better for me to be with Christ. It's better for you to be with Jesus many times. But, in and, and, and verse 24, Paul wrote, he said, but it's more needful in me to be here with you. You see, we want to go to heaven, but we're needed here. God knows our time. God knows our place. God knows, God knows our, uh, our future. And so we just serve him. It's needful for you to be here. You're needed. You're needed. Um, that's what Paul said. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And so sometimes we all long for heaven. But there are people that need us. Let me tell you something. This world needs us. Your family needs you. The community needs you. Your neighbors need you. The place where you work, they need you to tell them about Christ. They need you to be the light. They need somebody who they can go to that has confidence that everything is going to be all right. That, that uh, can give them a little bit of peace. See, you've got the peace. You've got the peace that passeth all understanding. And so we live for our God. It's a heavenly, heavenly, it's a sure hope. It's a heavenly hope. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51 and 52. Again, speaks about, uh, uh, Paul writes, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. For in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, uh, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed. We'll be changed. These old bodies will get new bodies. We're not going to have the aches and pains, the difficulties. I see less Ewers coming to church. He's walking with that walker bent over, just barely making it. You know, I think of Jerry and Esther. Uh, you know, they come to church, Esther rides her motorized wheelchair in, comes in, she's weak, she can barely get out of that chair. But I got to tell you, there'll be a day where we're going to be raised incorruptible. We're incorruptible bodies. But one day we'll have a new body. Sometimes, we, listen, we have hearts that are corrupt, but we'll have a new heart. We'll have a, when we get to heaven, there'll be no corruption what a day that will be. And so, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. Um, again, uh, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet him in the air, meet them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, 
and so shall we ever be with the Lord. What a day. Listen, the trump of God could sound today, and we'd go to, we'd go to be with him. The dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. What a glorious day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. We're here in the auditorium, and uh, uh, there's, there's all empty seats. The only people are here are Mike and LJ and Mark. And so it just reminds me of one day when the rapture occurs. Maybe these three guys will still be here. Amen? No, they'll be going too. They'll be with the Lord. There's going to be some people still sitting here maybe who didn't have their faith in Jesus Christ. Oh, look, let me tell you something. Look to him. He's the author and finisher of our faith. The heavenly home comes through Jesus Christ. We've talked much about that during uh, these days we've been in Rome, the book of Romans. We'll finish that book in, in the next few weeks, but uh, speaking along the lines to encourage you during these days uh, that we're dealing with this coronavirus and just everybody kind of being quarantined and uh, the unsettledness in our world. Our hearts are not unsettled. Matthew 24, 44. Uh, again, the Bible says, Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. We're just getting people ready. We're just getting people ready. Because he's, listen church, he's coming. The Lord is coming. And so we want to be ready I don't want to be like, Lord, you know, it's, I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't ready for you, or I wasn't looking for you, and uh, I want to be ready. And then I'm here to get other people ready, to tell them about Christ. And then once they get saved, come into the family of God, teach them how they can have the abundant life on earth, and how they can bear fruit, how they can, how, how they can win people to Christ, how they can build by God's grace, uh, the family of God. First place we start is with our families at home, winning our children to Christ and uh, seeing them grow up and, and love the Lord and go to church and, uh, and, and begin to prosper in their spiritual walk. That's what we do. And then people that come into our communities and our church, win them to Christ, see them saved. Listen, it's a glorious and unbelievable blessing to walk with God and to serve Him. My life is full of joy. My life is full of peace. My life is full of fruitfulness. By the way, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all, you can keep in contact with people around the world, throughout this country. And so all of you know that have been involved in God's work, Somebody that you've led to Christ or had an influence on, they live in different parts, they'll message you. They'll encourage you. Because there was a day that you encouraged them greatly. Oh, let me tell you, let's just get ready. Let's be ready by God's grace. Oh, what a day it'll be. There'll be a great homecoming. A great homecoming to be with the Lord. Revelation chapter 5. In verse 6, as we think about the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are, the, or which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all and uh, the earth. And that's, that's the description of the Lord. He is awesome. He's unbelievable. He loves you today. You see, the sure hope is that God's coming back for those of us that know him. I know it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen here on this earth. But what I do know is Jesus Christ loves me. He died for me. He provides for me. And uh, he's with me. I, I'll, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Though everything in my life may, may be a little unsettled at times, this is settled. He's with me. And he's with you. And he loves you today. Oh, you have, a, you have a sure hope. And that sure hope is Jesus Christ, our Savior. So let's get that message out. Let's share it with our lost family. Let's share it with those that are of our, our lost friend. And one of the greatest ways to share that testimony is to let not your heart be troubled. They Let them see and desire the peace of God that passeth all understanding because he is with you. Verse 27, Matthew chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says, peace I leave with you and, uh, and my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. It's not the peace that the world giveth. His peace is different. His peace is in our hearts. It's peace in heart. We don't really have peace in the world right now. We don't have peace. There's, listen, when you go down to the store, there's people are anxious and people are fighting, maybe not as much now, fighting over food and fighting over different things. And uh, uh, people need to be tested. There's a lot of unrest. There's no peace. But Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. And that peace is knowing that I'm on my way to heaven and that he's with me. And that he's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of my family. He's going to take care of this church. This is his church. You know what that means? Not this building. You. You belong to Jesus. You're precious. He died for you. God gave his son for you. You are priceless. And he's going to take care of you. He's going to meet every need. And so let not your heart be troubled. Take the peace of God and let it rule in your heart. We all have, we're all anxious at times, but anxiousness doesn't have to rule in, in our hearts. There, are, there may be a little worry over you, worry for somebody, but worrying doesn't have to rule in your heart. Let the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, rule in your hearts and your life. And by God's grace, let's, let's live our lives for the glory of God. 
if you're watching today and you're not sure of your home in heaven, let me tell you something. God loves you. And we all need a Savior. March 12, 1972, I was born into the family of God at the Rochester Hills Baptist Church in Rochester Hills, Michigan. At the age of 15, I opened my heart to Jesus Christ. And that day, I was born into God's family. I wasn't a bad kid. I grew up in a Christian home. But I wasn't sure. When I died, I was going to heaven. And I wanted to know that. And so I opened my heart. If you're here watching this morning, whenever you tune into this, uh, this uh, broadcast here on Facebook, I want you to know that God loves you. If you'll open your heart to Him and simply say that, Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner, that I'd be lost without you. And God, I'm asking you now to come into my heart and be my Savior. And the best I know how, I put my faith and trust in Jesus. If you'll do that, if you'll trust in Him for your eternal home, your eternal life, He'll come into your heart and He'll be your Savior. He loves you today. Open your heart to Him. If you prayed that prayer uh, at this moment or sometime this day, this week, let us know. Email us through the church website. You can send us an email. We want to be a help to you. We want to be a blessing to you as you grow in your faith and have the joy. I'm telling you, there's joy unspeakable in the hearts of Christians that know and understand this precious book called the Bible. And so get into it, Christian, this week. Uh, walk with God and let the, let the Word of God rule and reign in your heart. And I want to thank all of you um, for your faithfulness and, and giving this past week. We had many that gave online. Many sent their, their tithe checks into the church. And we're thankful the ministry still moves forward. Our faith promise giving for our missionaries was right on budget. And actually our offering was a little bit over budget. An amazing thing. So thank you, church. You've, proved, you've proven your love for God this week in that way. There's different ways you can do it. One of it's in your giving, though. And thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord, His work. And uh, we want to serve you. We want to be a blessing to you. As the men have already mentioned, if you have a need, you know, uh, contact the church. We're checking. There may not be somebody in the office right then, but we're checking the messages, and we'll get back to you, and we'll help you that day. And so if you have a prayer request, you can do that, or again, you can email it or do it on our Facebook page, send a message. And so I love you. I'm thankful for each one of you and our, our church, our ministry, our staff members. We want to minister our deacons. We want to minister to you. And I want to thank you. Thank all of our Sunday school teachers and workers who are contacting their classes, the children's church workers, um, our Christian day school workers, our, all the teachers and assistants. Thank you for your labor of love. Let me tell you something. God has something special for each and every one of you for all that you do. And as your pastor, I appreciate all the work that you're doing for the Lord. And I just look forward to great things. And uh, God, God has great things in store for us as we move forward. Let us pray. 
Father in heaven, we thank you and praise you this morning for our church. Thank you for each member, uh, each one that attends this church faithfully each week. God, we look forward to getting back together and being able to worship you in this beautiful auditorium that you provided, the Sunday school buildings, the modulars. Uh, Lord, we look forward to having our school back in session. We think about Faith Bible Institute and being able to be back on Monday nights with that, with that uh, Bible study. And our, our Wednesday night master's clubs, all the people that work in that and all the boys and girls. Lord, help them to know that we love them and be with those of our workers who are going out and, and just still uh, the best they can and, and, and obeying and following the rules and guidelines of our state and our country and uh, curbing this spread of this uh, coronavirus. Lord, just help us to have wisdom and know how we can help people. We love you, God. We look to you now. Again, be with those first responders, be with the nurses, the doctors, those that are, that are, are taking care of the sick. Uh, just protect them, give them wisdom, and thank you for our country and our missionaries that are serving around the world. And we lift up the name of Jesus Christ and we look to him today. And we thank you, God, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. We'll see you again soon.